Hey, Tricia, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I know you've been very, very busy lately, which is a good, bad thing. We were just talking a little bit about boundaries and that kind of stuff, but I know you're helping so many people and I know you're awesome. I always love your presentation. So I know you can help so many people. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about exactly what you do. Um, so I am a, a clinical counselor and I work here in Kelowna and I specialize in helping um, people both all sorts of things, but primarily my focus is um, trauma therapy. Um, so people that have PTSD or what we would call complex PTSD, and I use a uh, special uh, type of therapy with them uh, called EMDR therapy, um, which has been like really scientifically proven to really um, help um, people process uh, trauma that they've had. That's awesome. Yeah. Can, you, can you tell us a little bit more? What, what is complex? Uh, well, uh, com yeah. so complex trauma is what um, sort of, we, I kind of look at trauma in two different types. So I would say there's big T trauma that people have. So big T trauma can be fought be defined as um, like major instances uh, where life or death was um, your life or death was like sort of threatened to you. So things like accidents, car accidents, fires, um, rapes, sexual assaults, um, like the, the big things that have happened to people. And then we, I would call what we call like little T trauma, which is um, it's not as like life or death threatening, but it's more childhood stuff. So it could be having a parent who was an alcoholic, um, you know, being neglected as, as, as a child, um, having attachment trauma, you know, just not feeling safe as a kid, being bullied, um, having a narcissistic parent. So it's not necessarily life or death, but it sort of fundamentally sort of shapes and, and um, shifts people's sort of uh, attachment and safety within their, within their home. And then they kind of grow up with all sorts of limiting beliefs and, and issues because of that. So one's kind of, I kind of like to describe it as Big T trauma is like getting like having like a gunshot wound and needing to be fixed up. And like little T trauma is more like having chronic pain your whole life. I like that. That's good. Mm -hmm. So you talked about uh, childhood is a big one. So you hear lots of people talk about, oh, very unhappy in their marriage. Actually, mm -hmm. I, as a financial planner, I can't believe how many people I'm helping these days, Trisha, that are leaving their mm -hmm. marriage after so yeah. long and stuff. I do think that what we've gone through the last couple of years has really uh, triggered a lot of action when, when uh, you get stuck at home with somebody you don't particularly like and you can't escape to work and that kind of stuff. So there's been lots of unhappy uh, marriages people that are really upset with their kids think they're just horrible and they don't like the people they work with, or they don't like their boss. You see all these kind of themes going around with people. Is that, is that attributable to childhood trauma usually? Um, personally, like I come from the framework and maybe other therapists don't, but I sort of come from the framework where I feel like everything is trauma-based and has like a root, a core root somewhere in childhood, whether it's like with an attachment figure, um, with a parent, with a, your, your family dynamics. So um, the way that I work with people in my therapy is we always go back to like, we always try to go back to the root first and before we can work on the current issues. Um, I, I always kind of describe it like 
people are like, we're like living in kind of a, a house full of, and in the basement, we have what we would call our exiles or our, our traumas. And, um, you know, most people, they don't like to talk about that type of stuff. So they bury them. It's way down in the basement and they, some people even forget about them, all their childhood core issues. And, but eventually I was like, the fumes start to raise in the house and, and most people are like, still don't know what's going on. They might smell something. They might think it's the dog or something else. And then the fumes get worse and worse and worse um, to the point where we can't start, we can't, ignore it anymore and so it might look like themes of depression and anxiety ADHD OCD addiction um, gambling issues I mean whatever like relationship problems um, whatever's kind of we it's what we see at the the surface level um, but it's all rooted back to what I call like yeah like our our bodies in our basement so until we kind of go and uh excavate those um I mean we definitely therapists can work on those issues um but in my opinion this is just my opinion um it's almost kind of like putting a band-aid on those issues until you go back and really like heal heal the root cause I love that analogy of the house in the basement and yeah and the smell dead bodies. Because... yeah our dead bodies in the basement it's kind of gross but <laughs> yeah that's too, that's so true I don't yeah. think anybody has gotten through life unscathed like no. even if they think they had the best parents in the world parents make mistakes or there's mm-hmm. there's always something that bump, we bump into and stuff yeah and I think parents do the bit the best that they can based on the traumas that they have and I always tell people like when it comes to their parents and forgiving their parents I'm like if you want to look at your parents as like your grandparents children so they're only doing, and there's a, there's a whole new thing on like, you know, intergenerational trauma that, that people go through as well. So, you know, I think that it sort of invites a level of forgiveness to our parents, right? That they just, they did the best that they could given the tools that they had. And they, they learned from their parents who learned from their parents. So sometimes that generational cycle of trauma just kind of goes on and on. I guess that's why sometimes I'm like, oh my God, I sound like my mom. That's <laughs> <laughs> a scary thing when we wake up and we're right? like, ah, I'm just like my dad. <laughs> yeah, no one likes that. <laughs> Nobody likes that because I'm like, I don't want to be like her. I don't want to be, I love yeah. her, but I don't want to be like her. I don't want to be like her. And then it's just like, oh my goodness, I sound just like her. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's very common. Yeah, and as a parent, I hope, I hope I'm doing the best I can by my kid. And I know she hears me openly talk about, oh, I know I'm not the most perfect mom. And <laughs> I try, you know, we have really good dialogue with that, that mm-hmm. got triggers and that kind of stuff too. Yeah. And, and I always tell people, like, like for you, I just, I usually just tell people like, you're doing the best that you can, right? Mm-hmm. That's sometimes all you can do is just you wake up. And that's just your mantra. Like you're not perfect, but you're doing the best that you can. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now you mentioned NDR earlier. EMDR. Yeah. EMDR. So <laughs> can you describe what that means and what it looks like? Yeah. So it's like a, t- it's a type of therapy that um, is pretty well known now in the sort of the therapeutic community, um, specifically used for trauma. And we can use it for all sorts of things as well, um, but it works really well for trauma. So it stands for eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing. 
Um, and so basically like I'm sort of very crude, like example of how this works, my unscientific method, um, would be that, okay. So basically like our brains are, or are like filing cabinets. So when we have, um, regular memories come in and out, so daily, daily stuff could be good things, could be bad things at the end of our, at the end of the day, when we're sleeping, our brain processes, um, material to our, um, from our short-term working memory to our long-term memory. So when we have a trauma, we imagine that, that like, it was the, the, the trauma was so charged that it affects different parts of our brain. So, um, what happens is that when we have a trauma, other parts of our brain go off circuit. So our emotional and our reasoning and our decision-making brains kind of go off circuit and what's left is what we would call like it's like the the lizard lizard brain part and so it's responsible for our fight flight freeze response and so sometimes that it gets activated and sometimes it's like it's such it's so intense that sometimes um it doesn't fully get processed so it's almost like the file is such a big file that it hangs out in our inbox which is our working memory and it doesn't properly get processed to the long-term memory part of our brain. Um, and that's why people would have what we would call like PTSD symptoms. So they get triggered and the, because it's not properly processed, it's still stuck in our nervous system. The brain thinks that, oh my goodness, like this is still like happening to me. Um, so a lot of times like there's PTSD symptoms. And then what we also would call like with people that have more complex trauma have what we call emotional flashbacks. So it's more of like a feeling state of something that happened to them in childhood, which can cause sort of a, a hijacking of the system. And so what EMDR does is it takes that unprocessed trauma. Um, so it's very sort of standardized therapy. And so people get focused on the memory that's disturbing while they're focusing on the memory, they're moving their eyes back and forth or they're tapping or they, um, we have like little buzzers that they can use and it works with bilateral simulation of the left, right, left, right. Um, they scientists thinks that it mimics um, what's happening in REM sleep. And then through doing that, it's, it's taking that unprocessed material and processing it to the long-term memory. I don't know if that made sense. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. Wow. That's very cool. So what kind of, what would uh, somebody that should be calling you be experiencing? Like what would their life be like now? And they're like, Oh, it'd be good to reach out and contact you. You know what? I think, I think at any point in life, like I always say to, to people, like it doesn't have to get so bad before you reach out to a therapist. It could be anything, right. You're struggling with like your children your partner is, you know, like you're, you're getting triggered by your partner. You're having trouble in relationships. Um, you know, sometimes it's, it's best to, you know, reach out to somebody before you're like in crisis mode um, and just sort of recognizing that. Um, so yeah, it can be anything. Like lately I've seen a lot of just people, just people who are just coping. Like people are just having a really hard time coping right now. There's a lot going on. There's just a lot in the world going on that that's, you know, that's kind of contributing to it. And um, a lot of, I don't know, you know, just disagreements like with, with family and friends and everyone's done different pages about things and mm -hmm. then add on a, a life crisis, you know, a divorce or 
child's is behaving on top of that. And I think people are just, people are just sort of reaching their, their capacity to deal with stress right now. So I would just suggest like, yeah, if you're struggling, like, don't feel like you have to do it alone. Mm -hmm. I see a lot of people, I was mentioning this earlier to you. I see a lot of people making big changes in their lives Yeah, and which is, could be a good thing. But maybe they should have checked in first before they do that and have regrets because you see people moving, getting divorced, changing jobs, retiring. And it's just like, and it's like a lot of these things maybe weren't a good time to do it or weren't the right Mm -hmm. thing. But they they feel like you said there's lots of things going on in the world right now that it's it's uh, triggering these things to happen. And and I worry. (laughs) I hope it's all good. Yeah. Uh, But uh, yeah, it's just it's, it's crazy. So I'm glad you're there to to help people with that. So better to have a conversation, get that all straightened out before you make any big life mm-hmm, changes. For sure. Yeah, for sure. And it's always better to do, make, make decisions like not based on like such an intense emotion to be able to kind of, you know, use like an objective stance when making a, a big life decision for sure. Mm-hmm. I know I always recommend when anybody loses their partner, um, like passes away or whatever to not make any decisions for mm-hmm. a year, like stay in the same home, try to, cause, cause it's, that year seems to be a good time for them to process and to deal with things instead of making snap decisions. Yeah, for sure. Back up if, you know, you sell the family home and, you know, move to Tibet and then you're like, oh, goodness, what did I do? And <laughs> yeah. So uh, when they uh, reach out to you, so if I, do you do everything in person or do you do it online or do you? Um, I do like majority in person, but I I can do online as well, depending on everyone's got different comfort levels of what's going on in the world. And so, and I, I, and it also gives me the opportunity to do online. It's given me the opportunity to reach people that like don't live in town. So it's kind of cool. But yeah, so I, I do both. That's great. So an appointment with Trisha, like what could, what would somebody experience? What would they expect during that time? And like, have they an appointment with me? Yeah. Like, like they're walking um, in do to do or they're online. What, what would that time look like? Or um, Well, the, usually like when I first meet people, um, like depends, like usually like the first session is kind of our basic sort of like building rapport. I think it's really important that, um, you know, you have a, a good rapport with your therapist and I'll often tell people to like, people will come and see me and they'll, you know, they'll, they've had a bad experience with therapists before. So, um, it, so I think it's really important to, you know, to, to feel comfortable with that person. So we'll spend sort of a, this, the first little bit, just getting to know each other. And then I want to get like a, a background of, of somebody, um, and so that usually takes about a session. And then if we're going to do any type of trauma therapy, which I mainly do, um, I sort of do it in like a few different stages. So the first stage is what would I would call sort of like safety and stability. So before we dig into any type of trauma, um, we want to make sure that people have um, appropriate coping mechanisms um, because if we're, like I said, if we're digging up those bodies, right, and they've like never been exposed, um, it can be really dysregulating for people. Um, so we want to make sure that like people know how to cope with, um, you know, like stuff that might come up, right? So making sure that they feel safe and they have the ability to regulate themselves outside of session. So depending on someone's history, like that can take 
one session that can take six sessions. It can take like, depending on, 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 on the individual. Um, so then once we've, we've got that established, then that's when we would go in what I would call like doing the trauma processing. So that's when we would do in the actual like EMDR therapy. And again, um, it can take three sessions. It can take one session. It can take 10 sessions, depending, everyone is very different. So I, I don't really have, um, like people surprise me. And sometimes it's like, it will take 20 minutes to process a big trauma. Sometimes it takes, my goodness, it's like, I have, I've had one client and it's, it's taken us like, you know, since August. So everyone's a little bit different. Um, and then, so once sort of that, then we sort of like teach, um, sort of these, uh, once that, that sort of trauma piece is taking care of the processing, then this is just about teaching like new kind of like life skills. So how to communicate better, how to set boundaries, um, sort of those basic kind of skills that are going to help people like in life so they don't fall back into old patterns, how to have self-esteem, how to love yourself, how to, um, you know, like be better in relationships, how to look at red flags, um, how to have better thought patterns. So although those types of things kind of come after, I think once we've processed a lot of the, the trauma and stuff. So I guess in a, in a nutshell, that's what sessions would look like over time with me. Awesome. <clears throat> so great to know that sometimes it's one session, three sessions, 20 mm -hmm. sessions, depending on each yeah. person's different stuff. Yeah. So once they've completed all those sessions and are dealing with themselves better and, and is that, are, are they done now forever or, or do people, can people revisit you or? Oh yeah, for sure. I always kind of call them like, they're like my little birds. Sometimes <laughs> my clients are like my little birds. And sometimes, you know, like the mama bird has to like push them out of the nest and they have to go like fly away and, um, but I always like tell people like, I'm always around, you know, anytime you need me, you can just call me up, but you know, and, and I think like the most majority of people, like I won't see them for a long time. And then something might come up in their life two years down the road and they might come back. And I mean, we, we don't have to start from like square one, but sometimes people just need maintenance too. Right. It's just that, that maintenance where they just like to check in. And I think that's very healthy actually for people, mm -hmm. um, just have a check-in, even if it's like once every two months or something, just to make sure that, you know, your life is still on track and, you know, I can hold people accountable and, and all of those little things. Yeah. Do you see people, if they don't do that, slipping back into bad behaviors? Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Probably it's easy to slip <laughs> back into bad behaviors. <laughs> You're such an amazing, kind person. Like if you haven't met Trisha before, I've been around, she's awesome. I just love Trisha to death. She's yeah. just a kind soul and you feel very safe with her. And I know at different meetings we've been together and she's sharing her her awesomeness and her wisdom it's just like wow you're just so inspired oh, what you, what, what started what started you on this path to, oh to be where you are today how did I start um I I always worked in like I always worked in mental health I'm kind of like a jack of all trades I've done a lot of things in my life I was like a teacher and I worked in employment services I worked I, I worked in a lot of like mental health and addictions I worked at a treatment center for um uh, like probably eight years. So I just, I don't know. I always had this, like, I was always felt like I was able to connect with people. And I, I just, I love, I just, I love like knowing people 
on like a, a deep and sort of like personal level. And um, I just, yeah, I feel very honored that I'm like, wow, like this person barely knows me and they're telling me like their deepest, darkest secrets. And I just, I've always really enjoyed like having like a, like deep conversations with people. And I think that, yeah, I don't know. I just sort of, um, I was just working in mental health and I just decided, um, to get my master's. And like I said, I was working at an addictions treatment center. And then I decided to just go out on my own and do my own thing. And here I am. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice being on your own. Hey, it is. Yeah. yeah. Having your own business is amazing. I love it. It's the best. Cause you can do what you want with your clients. Mm-hmm. Not that influence yes. other people yes. say, no, I want you to do this. And like, even though. Yeah. And I have a very like, um, holistic, perspective of, of how I treat people. So, you know, I'm really focused too on like body, mind, spirit. It's not just about, um, you know, focusing on sort of cognitive, um, not saying that that's bad. And a lot of people practice that way, but I have, um, I know a bunch of amazing practitioners as well. A lot of them through the balance wellbeing community that, I will refer people out to because I think, you know, the more that we can focus on different modalities of healing, the better. So, um, yeah, sort of focusing on, I think all healing works on like that body, mind, spiritual level. So I kind of help with the, the mind part, but there's also like different aspects of healing that I think needs to be integrated into people's, uh, treatment. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So you work with people on one-on-one sessions. Are, are there other things that you offer? Do you do group things? Or Right now I'm just doing one-on-one sessions. I would love to get back into doing a group. Um, I was doing a group. I was actually doing a like heal from heartbreak um, group before COVID hit. And then COVID hit and it was just kind of crazy. So I just didn't do that anymore, but I don't know. I'm a, I really like in-person stuff. I, I feel the connection. I know online it's, it's, it's easy for people. Um, so I might look at doing something like that um, again, or a different type of group. Um, like a, I'm really into inner child healing. That's another big thing I should mention. I'm all about if, if someone comes see me, we're gonna, we're gonna get to know your, your inner child. And uh, so I'm a big inner child. Um, like talking about like healing and stuff. So I'd like to do maybe like a workshop, like based on that in the future, um, a group would be cool. That's awesome. Something I've noticed is that I re- definitely remember some things in my childhood and stuff. Yeah. But there's some people that rem- the details remember of everything, all the teachers they had, all the experiences yeah. they had as a kid. I'm like, Oh, I don't remember that much details and stuff. Is that, is that odd that I don't? Um, everything or? well you should have like some memories of your child to me oh, if sure. someone doesn't have any memories of their childhood that's a that kind of is a red flag to me mm-hmm. and I'm like ooh, there's probably like some dissociation that's going on that person and there's like reasons why like that's their their part of their brain that's like keeping them safe that's blocking them from from like looking at their childhood um, but I think people, most people have different memories, but like, if I were to sort of prompt you there, you'd be like, oh yeah, I remember when we went to like Disneyland or I were like, I, mm-hmm. but yeah, sometimes people don't have like any memories and that can just be a form of like, Coping. as a therapist, I'm like, oh, that might just be a little bit of a red flag that that person has a lot of complex trauma and we really need to just like move really slow with that person. 
What about people that remember every little detail? Because it's crazy. Some people are like, duh, 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 duh. I'm like, oh my god, I don't. I remember think they that. just have really good. I think they just have really good memories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, that's good. I'm like, is that is there something wrong with me? Because I definitely remember things yeah. for sure. Like, but not every little detail. No, I don't either. Yeah. <laughs> that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So how, how do people find you or how do they track you down? Um, you can find me. So um, my business is called Core Level Healing Therapy. Um my website is uh corehealingtherapy.ca. And yeah, on the internet, I'm on like psychology today. It's just a website where a bunch of therapists are. Nice. Yeah, mainly my website um, is the best place to get a hold of me. And you can send me an email. Great. And I know you have a beautiful office. Are you in your office or in your home right now? Oh, right now. I'm just at my home. That's nice too. It's beautiful. Oh, thanks. (laughs) But you have a nice office. Uh, I guess it's not. Is it downtown? Uh, it's enterprise. Kind of a, yeah, an enterprise. So that's good that you have that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's a, I love working there. It's like we like I said, we've got amazing practitioners that also work there. It's really cool. Yeah, I love the vibe in there and stuff. Yeah, I'm very there. happy there. That's awesome. And is there anything else I should have asked you, or you'd like to? I don't share think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Um, I will share more information in uh, the post and all this stuff. So you can uh, reach out to Trisha if you'd like to and stuff. And uh, again, thank you for all the wonderful things you're doing to help people uh, dig themselves out of trauma, whether it be big or little or persistent or whatever, and being there for people to your little birds coming back to check in. (laughs) I love that. I love that. It must be so comforting for them to know that you're in their corner when they need you. Cause I know, my mentors and people that I've used uh, for help in the past, mm-hmm. just even knowing they're in the world yeah. and reach out to them is just gives so much comfort. Yeah, so thank for you. sure. Well, thank you're you welcome. For Thanks for having me. <laughs> Great. Everybody have a good day. Yeah, have a good day.